Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just, you forgot to enter. Drugs saved my life because I probably would have fucking killed myself. Like, that's like where it was when I was a kid, you know? Like, that's how it got. And, like, drugs saved my life because at the time they were a solution and it, it served its purpose. I wouldn't regret a, a goddamn thing. Not one, dude. Not one. Even the darkest of dark, dude. Because I always knew that it would pan out to be something greater. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Justin Clancy, and this is my golden hour. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then... Everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four. That is the start of an episode. All right. Actually, know what I? Where did I put my phone? Know what I did think was gonna be funny to start? Oh fuck my watch. What? And and you guys can tell me if this is not funny, but I think it's gonna be funny. I was like, hey, let's just start this episode off with a curveball, and I'm just gonna come up with some random Peabody facts. Okay, let's do it. And we'll see if you guys know. Let's do it. Hot facts. So let's go. Did you know? Actually, I want everyone here to guess. Okay. What? The cost of a three-star hotel in Peabody is for a night. Oh, my God. And if you get it right, I'll give you a free piece of our newest apparel, which who knows when it's coming out. Okay. 120? No, 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 no. We're going to start with the guest. We're going to start with the guest. We're going to go clockwise. I'm going to say a pack of Newports and some Narcan. Okay, so that's how much in monetary value. (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, no, no. Three-star hotel, that's like Red Roof Inn, Route 1. I'd say about like... Anywhere from like seventy to eighty-five dollars between that. Okay, what do you think? Don't ask him. He worked at a hotel, dude. Well, if he doesn't get it right, then he should get fired. One twenty. Who would pay one twenty to stay in Peabody? Okay, it's one hundred ninety-eight dollars. You guys, what hotel are you going to? That's ninety bucks a night. What hotel in Peabody is one hundred ninety-eight dollars? What hotel are you staying at? That's ninety-nine bucks a night, bro. Is that place haunted? The one, the one that Sean worked at, probably. Dude. <laughs> oh, are you working at a dustbin? Yeah, it's here and there. Okay, here's another Peabody fact. Wait, Before, what hotel? We're gonna just keep it moving. We're gonna keep it All moving. Right, we're keeping it moving. All right, that's weird though. Did you know Peabody was initially referred to as South Parish because a church was located where Peabody Center stands now. And in 1868, it switched over to being called Peabody after the legendary philanthropist George Peabody. You did know that, right? Yeah. I will, So I had thought that it was – originally I thought it was part of Salem. It was. Salem was so large. In the witch trial days. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we got that. But then, but it then it was self parish. You got it. Okay. All right. I did not know. I did not know that. And here's a, a pointless fact. All right. I'm that ready. probably no one will take with them. I'm but ready. did you know that 
former congressman Daniel P. King is from Peabody? I don't know who that is. Dude, he ended his tenure in 1850 and graduated from Harvard. How did you guys not know this Wow. (laughs) That sounds like somebody I should know. That sounds riveting. That is profound. The man. Hey. That's it for PBD Facts. Signing off. All right. Everyone's going to, Frank, swing up, say hi. We're going to introduce everyone in the room. So if there's ever a conversation off mic, people know that we're not just talking to empty space. All right. Frank, you're first. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Uh, So I'm the producer (laughs) on the show. I'm here to make the show look fresh as fuck. Why are you flexing? He's flexing. He's built, though. He's, He's built. built, yeah. He was Whitney, just flexing come his, on up. his bicep whilst grasping the microphone. Wait, Frank, what's your IG? Uh, just Frankie. I'm Whitney, and I'm a photographer, and I deal with Justin. Sick. <laughs> and my Instagram is at Whitney Audi, O-T-T-E. I'll follow you as soon as the episode's done. Sean, here, hit Justin's mic. Hit Justin's mic. There you go. Sounds weird. Wow. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is really awkward near Justin Clancy, oh, but um, hey, hey, so eating the mic. Um, I'm gonna be honest producer, with you. Yeah, yeah. Helper. I would, I would like look at a camera. Cause I don't want to. Okay, well, everyone's gonna be like, "Who is this He's glom?" Got I have social anxiety. <laughs> I'm from Peabody. Don't push him. Can I talk now? Okay. Um, my name's Sean. Everyone knows me by SK. Um, you can find me at at SK the Great. That's S K T H G R. Number eight. I'm done talking. Okay. And Sean has been persistent, and I admire persistence because he said, hey, man, I like the show. I want to try to help. Hell yeah. I said, man, let's try it. I also like the show. I love that. I love what you guys do with your branding, and the content is very on point. Everything is, like, very good. Thank you. Very good. And one else went crazy, bro? What? I like your music, man. Fuck. <laughs> and, oh I like, and I like your story, bro. We just become best friends. <laughs> After the episode, we'll see. All right. I hope I don't say anything dumb. All right. Let's but to it. my right, I have a young man. A young... I don't want to call you a pop star because artists sometimes get pissed if you box them in. But I'm going to say a young Elton John. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yo, I just seen Rocket Man. That shit was trash. It was bad. It was so trash, dude. What? That shit was trash, but I, I love Elton John. He's just all about entertainment. I fuck with fanaticism. So heavy, dude. But I have a young pop star who's not a rapper, but he's a rapper and an artist and a musician mm. and, and and a young Beethoven. Mm. And his name's Justin mm. Clancy. Which yeah. camera do I look into? Mm. Nice. Mm. Hey, thanks for coming, bro. Thank you for having me, dude. Sure, man. Let's eat this wheat. Do you want to? Um, do you want to just elaborate kind of on what you do and who you are? Yeah. Um. So I'm Justin. Um. I I make music, and sometimes I push buttons. Um. I sing. I do the sing. I do the rap. I do the dance. And. And. You're you're the pride of Peabody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fought so hard to hear that for so long. Well, who else would be considered the pride of Peabody? Jeff Allison. Jeff Allison. <laughs> what, what is he, an NBA player or something? He was a baseball player. He was nice? Yeah, he was nice. 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 Yeah, he was
Yeah, he was a beast. I remember. Yeah, just fucked it up by using drugs. Yeah, I remember being a kid and like going and seeing him play at Peabody High. Yeah, yeah. Well, step aside, Jeff. There's a there's a new pride. There's a new pride of Peabody. You're here. Yeah. But aren't aren't you going to L.A.? Yeah. What? Eventually. Oh, I thought I'm not moving. I'm back and forth a lot though. Oh, that's so what I, you mean. But. By the time my lease is up on my apartment, I, I, I got a good feeling I'll be out there full time. And is that is that something that's like been premeditated or you just feel like you kinda exhausted all your resources here? Hold on the sock to pant ratio. You kinda came in here dripping, bro. Yeah, dripping from sweat from my buffalo chicken hangover. The, well, I thought it was chicken. I thought it was satan. Yeah, but like, you know, no one knows what satan is, so it's just like chicken. Buff chicks. Oh wait. I thought it was a vegetarian dish. Yeah, it is. It is. So it's definitely not chicken. No, right? it's not chicken, but it's chicken. It tastes just like chicken. Oh, it's that, it's that, that I'm chemical sorry. chicken. Yes. Okay. All right. Moving back. All right. Well, okay. Go back. Stay Stay on topic. It's all right, man. Stay on topic, Justin. I, I like when things deviate. I think it's fun. My whole life deviates from fucking anything and everything rational, so. And now we're here. Welcome to the shit show. In the small hot room. Small hot Room. Room. Edit it and be like, whoa! <laughs> Wait. That's how we'll start the clip. Yeah. So Perfect. So do you feel like you exhaust all your resources here? That's why you pop out there? To a certain extent. Um, primarily, like, I, I go out there because I see the lane of, uh, of uh, music that I'm in sonically, right? And I notice that... It's just like, it's the move. You know what I mean? I don't want to say that I hit a ceiling out here because there's endless opportunities for any and every artist, like no matter where you go. With the internet. Yeah, exactly. We're in an internet age. But um, I, I do a lot of like co-writing and stuff. So like I ghostwrite for people. Oh, that's where that check comes in. Yeah. So And that's where um, that's where it happens a lot. It's LA and Nashville. New York too, but LA is like the hub of that. Have, have you noticed though, like because I mean you've had like for a Boston artist, you've had like a handful of success. I feel like you're one of few people that I know that really notice that there's like a ton of different resources out here for you to kind of start to grow. Would out, you Would you agree? Out here is in like in Boston. In Boston, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've tried to tap into like. Any and every resource that I possibly can. So. Yeah, so you don't feel like the well's dry, though, do you? The well's never dry, you know? I feel like when an artist says that the well is dry in their hometown, they're just, it's it's premeditative failure. The way I see it, it's like, yo, there's like, what, 650,000 people in Boston? Yeah. It's definitely enough people to grow a fan base, man. Dude, right? he, here's the thing, right? And it's like, artists make the mistake of victimizing themselves. I think humans do that, though, too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's part of the human condition, but, like, as artists, like, if something's not working out, and, like, I'm guilty of this, too. If something's not working out, like, we we, we figure out ways to be, like, okay, this is why, you know, and... Nine times out of ten, especially in Boston, because as you know, there's, like, not really an industry here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's tons of talented artists, dude. Tons of talent. There's no market, though. Exactly. Exactly. Like, the like tech industry, huge in Boston. Finance, huge. huge. Boom! 
bro. Sports huge. <laughs> How yeah. yeah. Banana bread. How yeah. Not falling. Don't know where that's from. It's all good. Is that a vine? Uh, no, it's just a sick video talking about banana bread. Are you on TikTok? Yeah. No, dude. You know who told me I should get on TikTok? My mom. She's on TikTok. No, <laughs> but she was like, "You should, you should, you should TikTok it up." Well, were you on Vine when Vine was popping? Nah, nah. Bro, we we just had a, a TikTok kid up here. Really? Yeah. Is he you, huge? I bet he's huge. I bet he's popping, dude. He's really smart, dude. Yeah. He was incredibly smart, and he was like, "Dude, like, just shorter and shorter videos are the wave." It like looks like an old vine. Right, right. And I wonder how people can start mixing music to a lot of that. That's how Lil Nas X. That's what they were saying. That kid from Mass too, the kid who made the big TikTok with him in it. That's what he was saying. Really? Yeah, you got to link with him. Say, yo, here's a song, bro. Shit. Make me viral. Dude, I would be down for that. That's a good idea. What was, a, what was his name? idea? The dude who was like mad viral, who made the Lil Nas X thing. It was Michael? Who knows? I'm here for it, though. You've been viral, though. I feel like there's a spectrum to, to viral. What What does that feel like? What do you mean? Are you just, like, watching your phone, like, watching the numbers go up? When? Didn't TV dinner, like, go big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, it was sick. It was dope, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was validating as fuck. Like, it stroked the shit out of my ego, but, like... What was it like I wasn't though? Were you just like, that. were you just like watching your phone, just like watch the numbers go up? Yeah. So the story about how TV dinner dropped too is kind of crazy because um, so I was holding on to it for a couple months. So at this time, right, like um, with the visual. Yeah, yeah, I was holding on to the record and the visual for months. I, I had it completed, done, and I was waiting for the right time until I realized like there's no such thing as right time. Just fucking drop it. If you got something dope, just drop it you know so, so you didn't market the drop no i just so what happened was this was uh, 2017 um i had just gone through a breakup like i came home from work one day and like everything was fucking gone like Whoa. furniture all that shit right and um this i was, was revere nah this was i was living in peabody at the time i had right. an apartment in peabody and um i had to play south by southwest fire the next day or like two days so i'm getting a haircut and they um they canceled all the flights dude because there was a big snowstorm coming so so i was like yo i'm just gonna fucking send it i'm just gonna send it dude and so you had um, all this terrible shit going on i had all this terrible shit going on and i just drove to austin texas from boston alone (laughs) (laughs) I i don't know if it was and like mind you at the time like tv dinner hadn't dropped like my music was fucking whack right like Everything before TV dinner is trash. Like, you can look it up online. I'm sure there's still some stuff I, fu- I fuck with the point, the fact you keep it up, though. That's fire. Yeah. I want to show. Just so you can document the growth. Exactly. That's fire. Well, some stuff I just had to fucking put on private. I'll show you after, but it's bad. It's cringe. Whitney's seen it. It's fucking cringe. It's bad. The, mu- the music or the visuals bad? Everything. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to say she'll feel bad. Sorry. I feel like she's agreeing with you, though. Yeah, it's trash. But, um... You go back. You, you guys should all look up Coach Connie after this and look up the earliest videos. Hey. <laughs> you should look up the earliest videos. I'm ready. Okay. But, but, conti- but continue. The drive to Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I dri- I'm driving to Austin, Texas, right? I got my whole life in the car with me. 
um, big ass suitcase, all my clothes. I don't know if it was I was running off of like sheer perseverance or if it was just like mania, adrenaline. You know what I mean? Just like being so broken, and I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking drive, it's dude. Go. Yeah, so I drove for like. That shit was like 26 hours. I was going to say, dude, that's a force. Dude, dude that's so sh- yo, it was a fucking force, right? It's 26 hours there, 26 hours back. So um, I'm driving, and I finally get, get to Texas, right? <clears throat> and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm running on no sleep, dude. I'm just like, yo, I'm just going to fucking drop it. Like I, I get off. You like, go to like a Starbucks, have some Wi-Fi. No, I was work. driving. I was driving and I had Knox do it. My my producer, my engineer, Knox Beats. Oh wait, you were driving alone, or the producer was in a studio somewhere? I was driving alone and he was back in Mass. Oh, so you said, "Yo, bro, drop it." Yeah. Okay. I was like, "Yo, I need. I'm gonna send you this file. Like, just fucking drop it for me, dude." And he was like, "Okay, let's do it." So I just dropped it, and then I got to Austin, and um, I fell asleep, and then I woke in the, in up in the whip or in a hotel. Now we, I got to the Airbnb and I met up with like a couple of my homies. Word. And I fell asleep and I woke up, dude, and it was like, ding, 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 ding. Mad notice. Yeah, and I'm like, sick. That's what Nick Gray calls dopamine hits when you see a little red, like a little red like. Yeah. It's a dopamine hit. Oh my God. I like that. I fuck with that. So you were having a million dopamine hits at that time. Yeah, I was having all the dopamine hits. But this was in the age of Facebook. This was not an Instagram thing, right? Yeah, when did that shift really happen? From like... That two to three years. So it was like right on the precipice of when Instagram started to become really popping. Yeah, so this was back when like Facebook's algorithm wasn't fucking whack. What's wrong with it now? It just shifted, you know? It just shifted, just like every other algorithm. But like back then on Facebook, if you put a video out, it was like you, you would see it more. You know what I'm saying? Like... All videos used to go fucking viral on Facebook back then. And now it's just not the move anymore. Instagram is the wave. That's for our demographic, though, don't you think? Or do you think that's just, like, global? Well, I mean, just like everything else, it's all pending on demographics, of course. But um, I feel like the shift algorithmically has really, like, forced people to rely on Instagram more. Plus, Instagram's cooler, dude. I agree. Instagram's way cooler than Facebook. I like that Snapchat has games now, though. Have you seen that? Nah. You can play, like, literally, like, play, like, a mini game on your phone and then send it. Kind of like Words with Friends. Really? That's actually sick. I'll have to add you on Snap. Wow. Play yeah. Like Words with Friends yeah. or something, bro. Add me on Snap, dude. I'm totally with that move. So you you go, you're in Austin in the Airbnb. You wake up from the nap. You've got mad notifications. Uh-huh. And then, but at that point, it's just, like, buzzing. But when does it go, like? I don't know, man. Honestly, it was just kind of like, just exponential. Yeah, it just moved, you know. But at that time too, like I kind of planned out like what what my next move was going to be, and I already had like most of my album in the chamber, most of the color blue. Okay, already done at that time. So you waited like another year for that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So. Do you perform later at South by Southwest as that's going on when it's viral? Yeah. And d- did anyone know? Nope. Yeah, it must have been so weird, right? No, like, was... Yo, I'm like, this, my shit's blowing up right now. Yeah, 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 it was weird. The whole thing was weird, dude. I used to, it was it was crazy. 
so it was crazy because I went down there, right? And like back then I was doing shows for like five people, bro. Like performing like I literally drove all of that way just to perform for like ten people in some dive bar that wasn't even like an official South by thing. Was did you hate that? No. Nah, doesn't nah. really matter, right? Dude, it's all it's all it's all part of it. You know what I mean? It's all part of it. Totally agree. Like I there I can't really pinpoint a time where I was like it shouldn't be like this. You know, cuz early on you got to be realistic with yourself, dude. Like if you don't really have anything going on like and you're performing for like 5 10 people, like that's what it is. It's kind of a blessing. That's part honestly. of the come up. Yeah, exactly. It's part of the come up, dude, because it's like that's when you are able to make mistakes. When you build character too yeah exactly it builds character and you're able to like learn like how to properly perform i can make mistakes because back then i can make mistakes in front of five to ten people and it wouldn't be bad now like when i'm playing at house of blues it's like i can't make mistakes i can't afford to fucking make mistakes you know yeah and you just learn exactly exactly um i mean it sucked like it, it still it still felt shitty, but at the same time, I was just happy that I could like perform. You know? Yeah. Do you think it makes it makes you more grateful now for certain opportunities, as, a, as opposed to just like getting a rush with everything at once? Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, I cried the day I played House of Blues. I probably would do. I cried. Like I got there early, 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 early. Like I think sound check was at like twelve or one, and I got I got to got to the house of blues at like maybe like 10 30 in the morning 11 and i was just there i was just looking you know and you cried during your performance or before no i cried i cried during i mean before no. <laughs> i was gonna say during i must have been fired my bro. album Shut release you. my album release i cried during my performance yeah yeah you were there right sk yeah, I cried on stage. Like an emotional cry or just like it was an tears? Em- it, was an, it was an emotional cry. So you're like wailing? No, it wasn't like... It, I had to stop myself, it, but it was coming. So wh- I'm saying like, were you... Was it like a loud cry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, motherfuckers knew I was crying. <laughs> it's on Man, film. Funny. It's on film. But I mean, dude, it's like... That, it so is what of, it is, rest of emotion, yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm like happy that I'm able to feel those feelings, you know? I feel you. It's like a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I I have a tough time playing it cool. Like I I want to be the cool artist guy so bad, but like I just fucking can't do it. You know what I mean? I think that's a dope thing about the internet too. Is I feel like people who are extremely transparent now are like rewarded. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's still a space for people being very like having mystique about them? Do you think there's still an appeal to that? Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. But you got to start with it out the gate. You know what I mean? You can't. You don't think you could go back and forth between it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like things are growing a little bit, and then you kind of just, like, become a little more selective with, like, what you do. Or am I... Does that make any sense? Well, I mean, yeah, in that, in that light thing, yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. I know what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, like, do you think you could build a career off mystery now, still, with the internet? I mean... Yeah, dude, you look at artists like Sia and um she's like mystery, but she's not like her. Oh, her. Did Marshmallow ever take his mask off? Yeah. I don't know. No? His helmet? He n- It's actually Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Marshmallow's actually it's Steve a- Buscemi. It's actually Skate the Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Curveball. 
big curveball. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think he fucks chicks with the mask on, with the marshmallow I, on? I bet he does the non-disclosure. He has him sign a paper. I heard John Mayer does that. I, I read an article about that. Yeah, and John Mayer does that. I respect it. I respect it. John Mayer's a fucking goat, dude. He's a beast, bro. John Mayer's the goat, dude. Oh, someone, when I posted the questions thing, they said, what are your thoughts on James Blake? James Blake is sick. Here, here's your question, whoever asked it. Yeah, whoever asked that, James Blake is sick. He's dope. Were there any more? Did, does yeah. no one really fucking care? <laughs> no, there were a couple. Okay. A lot, of, a lot of them I was going to ask inevitably. Were there any, like, troll ones? Those no, no one said anything bad. Why, you get, you get that a lot? No, but I live for them. I'm ready. My body's ready. My body's ready, too. My body's ready for the troll question. Is your body ready for summer? Don't lie to us. <laughs> Don't lie to us, bro. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. You ready to go rip up Revere Beach? N- no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Are you going to go down the Cape? I'm not a beach guy. Oh, you burn? Nah. So, when I was a kid, um, I used to love going to the beach, right? Um, And one day, I'm at the beach, and like my nipples started hurting really bad. Like, really, really, really bad. Like, they were fucking on fire. They were chafing? Dude, I don't know what it was. I don't know, but, like, it fucked me up. So, like, ever since, dude, like, I'm shook about the beach because, um... Because your nipples are sensitive. Because I... (laughs) I wouldn't say they're, like, more sensitive than other people's nipples, but, like, that was just, like, a really fucked up experience that I would rather not risk feeling again. Wait, I don't you, know if it was the sand. I don't know if yeah, it was. Can you the elaborate salt on the source of the pain? Water. Or? I don't know, dude. That's the fucked up part. Were you like, I don't ride, know. Were you like riding waves in? Like it just hurt. Rocks? It just hurt. It, it just fucking hurt. Like I got out of the water and it just hurt, bro. So, so every time you go to the beach, your nipples start stinging. No, but I'm I'm like in constant fear of that happening again. Sounds pretty traumatized. It was fucked. <laughs> it was fucked up. So you ever have, like, flashes in your head at that moment? <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, fucking... Which beach was it? Fly- uh, I think it was Lynn. I think yeah. I think everyone's nipples hard over there. Yeah, though. you know what? We kind of figured... We just figured that out on our own, didn't we? Yeah, man. We kind of just figured that out, dude. Lynn is a... Frank, Lynn's a city from here that's, like, 15 minutes. That's probably 15, 20 minutes. How long is it? It's, like, the same... It's, like, the same... You gotta, you gotta understand. We're like. It depends where you're coming from. We're like two minutes from Charlestown. Yeah. And we're like, we're probably ten minutes from Revere. Yeah. If you take Route One, dude, like Peabody is like, from Charlestown, Peabody is like fucking thirteen, fourteen minutes, something like that. All right. (laughs) Hey, I like your ice. Hey. Where'd you get it? My barber gave it to me. Is is he Dominican? No. (laughs) 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 No. Well, I have a Dominican barber, and he sells watches, too. I don't know if that really? was, like, a common thing. No, yeah. I, I I don't know, honestly. No, though. It was a gift? Yeah, he just gave it to me. My barber's the fucking man, dude. Shout out to Over the Top Barbershop. Shout out to Over the Top. Hey. They're awesome. Cut that check, cousin. That's right. That's right. If you could work with one sponsor, like, one like have one secure, one really dope brand deal, who would it be? Kids Bob, cut the check. That that seems kids, a little risky. Kids, Bob, <laughs> cut the fucking check. Nah, um, damn. Kids, kids, Bob seems Apple. 
Yes, that's a good bag move. That's right? a bag. That's a bag. Like when Ariana Grande, she got the Apple deal. Dude, she did um, what is it like the cartoon emoji thing? You know, during did you watch the Grammys? I did not. All right, she had like this commercial that played during the Grammys, dude. You know what I'm talking about? With the with the emoji, like yeah. yeah. It's like a little video, just like a, a blank background with like the emoji head just talking. Yeah, it was like Seven Rings, right? That's a bag. She fact, she got a fucking giant bag for that, dude. She also Apple. had an incredible album. Yeah. Stuff. She's a beast, dude. Ariana Grande, beast, is a savage, one hundred percent. So, so, I got like a hundred questions. I'm ready. I'm Let's start, go. I'm start with number one. Boom. Okay, so 2017 is when you start like putting out music, like more consistently, right? Yes. Because you were previously like dealing with some stuff. Um, I wouldn't say too previously. You know what I mean? There was a gap? Well, so I've always put out music. Like, I started putting out music, dude, in, like, 2010. To be honest, bro, I watched the earliest videos. Which ones? Well, because I read the Boston Globe article. And yeah. so when I was, like, doing as much research as I could, I was like, I want to make sure I don't ask this to the same exact questions that he probably always gets. Right. But you said in the Globe article, you're like, yo, if you go back to my earliest videos, you're going to see, bro, like, I was, like, high. Yeah. In the car. And so I looked at your YouTube page. You looked mad young. Yeah. Was it? What was the name of it? We had just watched it. Um, the the definition of raw. Mm. Mm. You were going. You were going in, bro. You were Yo. p- you were pissed out someone, bro. I was a rapper. Yeah, you were like rapidy rap. I was rapidy rap, dude. But it was good. It was still good, bro. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. That one in particular, I was very fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So I had to get woken up. I was like in the back seat of um of my friend's car like drooling all over myself and like knocked out out i had to get like woken up several times to like shoot scenes for that video oh man yeah yeah it was fucked up it was fucked up how old were you there 17 how, how old are you now 24 i'm 23 so so you started it said you dropped you dropped out of high school yeah so what was that like like being in peabody at the time like, was that, like, totally frowned upon where everyone's like, dude, look at this fucking loser, X, Y, Z? I mean, it was kind of already like that, though. You felt that way already? Yeah, yeah. I felt that way already, man. But it was it was kind of, so it was it was weird. It was a weird mix because, like, growing up, growing up, it was like, um, I wasn't popular, but I had friends. But, like, the friends I had were kind of looked at, like, burnouts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, I already felt like a fucking loser. Because you're hanging with them? Well, that and because, like, you know, I was fucking getting high all the time and, like, didn't really have much going for me except for the music and, like, everybody made fun of me for making it. You know, I remember being, like, a freshman and, like, bringing in, like, my my first mixtapes. So I used to have a microphone like this and um, I used to run Audacity. You Mm -hmm. remember Audacity? People still use it for podcasts, too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I had two, like, computer speakers and I would put them, like right next to the to the microphone and I would just have them play the beat so I would have to do it all in one take <laughs> so it would it would pick up my voice and it would pick up the beat and um I would like press like blank CDs dude and just like sell them or hand them out at school and like were you the only one in high school doing that at the time yeah yeah 
So you felt a little alienated. Yeah, well, and I, the music was fucking really bad. And who's good at 14, though? Except Matt Token. Hawks. That's my guy. <laughs> Token. Oh, he's always been nice. He's always been a fucking animal, dude. I don't understand. But, um, no, so, yeah, people used to, like, throw them at me, like, put them in the toilet, in the trash at school, like... I remember, like, walking down the street, and I got it, like, frisbeed at my fucking head, and, like, or, like, I remember one time, like, I was walking down the street, and, like, somebody, like, shot me with a BB gun and shit, dude. Where'd it hit? My back. Oof. Yeah. Dude, it was, like... That's just painful as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did it lodge in you? Nah. Nah, luckily. It didn't, but, like, that shit... Dude, that's fucking traumatizing. Shit sucked, dude. It was a drive-by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucked. Damn. Shout out to that dude for the aim, but holy shit. But, like... Um, so here's the weird thing, right? All that shit was going on, and, like, I was all strung out, and then I put out a video, a music video called Slide. It's, How old are you at this time? It was private. I was 16. Okay. And it's private on YouTube, but I'll show you, but it went, you remember Slide? It, it, that, sh- that went low-key viral. That was with the, the Red Hot Chili Yeah, so I used to make beats, too. I used to do everything, like, on my own, right? So I made a beat where I sampled Other Side by the Chili Peppers before Macklemore did that shit, right? And, um... And I made a song about teen suicide. And this was back in the Tumblr days. Okay. And this shit went crazy on Tumblr, right? That's, so that's next, pl- that's definitely a good platform for it. Well, actually, no, dude. The first time I ever went viral, dude, was when Barstool Sports was in its fucking infancy. And, I, I got a video on Barstool during those days, too. Yo, and Portnoy himself posted it and wrote the article. With the slide? No, 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 no. This was before. And it was, like, a video of, like, me and my friends, like, fucking around and, like, rap battling in the backyard. And that shit went crazy, dude. And everybody made fun of us. Everyone made fun of me, dude. What was it like, look at these white kids in the backyard rap Yeah, battling. yeah, yeah. And then next thing you know, dude, I'm, like, on all these crazy blogs. And it's, like, white people rapping poorly at Tumblr.com. And, like, dude. We'll, we'll take it, though. <laughs> yo, I took it. But it was still, like, you know. Yeah. There were so many, there were so many roadblocks and speed bumps that I hit like trying to get to where I'm at now that should have stopped people. Like I had people on the internet, like saying that they wanted to fucking kill me. Like when I was like 15, they were like, stop, you suck. You suck. You're horrible. You will never be shit. Please stop. Like you're a white kid from Peabody. You're fucking trash. Right. So like, that's like, that's like the backstory. Right. And that was like, that continued for a long time until I put out slide. So, Slide kind of, like, low-key went viral. Like I was saying, it was about, like, teen suicide. And then next thing you know, like, I have people from, like, Germany hitting me up and, like, all over the world. And it was the coolest thing, right? Saying, like, thank you for making this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an amazing feeling, dude. Um, And that's when I was like, holy shit, like, I can really do this, right? There's also a lot to be going through at 15, 16, bro. Yeah. And at the time, I was already, like, actively using drugs. You know what I mean? Jeez. So I took that... And, um, you, you matured mad young. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so I took all that was going on, dude, along with like my drug addiction. And, um, I had chronic kidney stones at the time. So I was never in school. I was always sick or I was always like not, just not going. And probably just totally unmotivated. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make music, dude, because I'd be in the studio with, with my homie Fats and all of them and Lynn. I would be in the studio until like four in the morning every night. At, I, at 15, 16? Yeah. And I would not want to go to school the next day. So I'd be like, yo, fuck that. So well, I dropped out. There's a problem with academia anyway, bro. Exactly. Because you're clearly off the walls. I'm clearly off the walls. Exactly. But 
usually people with a motor i'm starting to realize and especially the most rambunctious kids growing up are usually the ones that are getting stuff done facts when we start hitting adult age well yeah i mean i could not be programmed you know mm-hmm. I, I i i couldn't be programmed to like what their idea of like intellect was what, what would your teachers say about you right now not your high school teachers before like you started dipping into stuff what do you mean like before i got strung i'm talking like like elementary school that I was like smart, but I didn't apply myself, or I had infinite potential. Do they, do they potential. like you though, or were you, were you like abrasive towards your teachers? It depends on what teachers I had. Yeah, I it depends, dude. Thing, but bro. like, like I was a troublemaker when I was in school. I was always getting suspended. I was always in in school suspension. I was always like doing fucked up shit. You were riding heelys down the hallway. Nah, I'm, I've <laughs> never been like coordinate coordinated enough to like heely. Oh, I could see you on some Heelys, young bro. Nah, nah, nah. DCs? You were rocking some DCs? Hell yeah. Etnies. Et- Etnies. Etnies, DCs, dude. I, you spent time in Zoomies? I don't even think... Yeah. Eastern Border. E- yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, Eastern Border, dude. And like, um... I, yeah, I, I used to like try and skate, too. That was fucking I could see you horrible. on the BMX, though, maybe. Yeah, I used to try and do that, too. Listen, I'm so unathletic, dude. I've tried all of that shit. It just does not, like, work, you know? You find your hustle in other ways. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's always been music. Like, I started writing... The the first rap that I wrote, I was eight. So I've always, like, been in love with music, writing music, all of that. So who's big, like, Ludacris when we were eight? 50 Cent, maybe? Yeah, 50... Dude... And this is the thing, like most most like white white rappers or like white artists, whatever, like they'll be like, oh yeah, well Eminem was a big influence. Fuck that shit. No, dude, I was listening to, I was listening. I remember I was like nine or ten, dude, doing push-ups in my room to fucking the massacre. Oh yeah, because he was because he was juice. He was huge. Yeah. And I thought I was like, dude, if I get big, like you know, that'd be sick. Well, this, I would be this like is 50. totally shameful, but I I literally started working out during the commercial breaks watching Jersey Shore. Like, yeah, I can see do. that. I can see why you would do that. But yeah, these, these dudes are so confident, man. Yeah, and they're all like super ripped, big juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you are sixteen. When did you just start using drugs? Like any drugs? Well, you went to the Chris Heron clinic, right? Nah. So Chris Heron, um, his foundation. This was before Chris Heron's, um. Uh, what's it called? Treatment center opened up. I actually met him in person for the first time like two weeks ago. No way. And we hugged it out. We broed it he, up. He knew you, right? He knew exactly who I was. We broed it out heavy. He talked at my school once. Yeah. And some kids were talking. He's like, you want to come up here and do the speech? That's what I thought. Yeah, he doesn't fuck around. Dude. He doesn't play, bro. He's a beast. Chris Heron's the fucking man, dude. He saved my life, though. But um, he like scholarship me into a treatment center. So a scholarship is pretty much like... Um, he paid for it. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah. See that—that's something that's interesting to me because I feel like a lot of people who are, and again, I don't want to sound insensitive because I don't know a, a ton about addiction, but I feel like a lot of people who are are dealing with addiction probably don't have the most money. So how do they put themselves in the in the best treatment centers? Insurance, health insurance. Yeah, health insurance, and like that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't have health insurance dude you know what i mean and a lot of them need it yeah yeah and like that's what fucked me because like i didn't have health insurance you your fa- know your family didn't have it nah dude 
Nah, I, I, I literally grew up with my mother and my grandmother. My mother w- has always like been unemployed, and my grandmother worked at a prom store. You know what I mean? So like, I didn't have shit. I didn't have shit for insurance. Just because like I lived in puberty, people think that like I must be fucking. I must come from money. I must. You know what I mean? That's bullshit. Why? The, the, I thought there were. Peabody's kind of like the type of town where there's like really nice sections and re- like yeah. bad sections. Yeah, it's just like everywhere else. Here's the thing, though. Like, you, 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 you can never judge what's going on inside of a household just from like the outside, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you, you, you can never really judge that, dude. But, um, yeah. So, so you're like 16, and when, when did you start doing drugs? The, so the first time I got high, um, I was 12. Uh, like, you smoked weed or? Yeah. Yeah, I smoke weed. But, like, the way I see it is, like, I'm part of the generation that was prescribed a shit ton of, like, Ritalin, Adderall, things like that. And obviously that gets you high as shit, you know? Bro, so I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. For reference, as we keep going, I like totally was addicted to Adderall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that dude, and it's so easy to be because it's so accessible. Exactly, and from a doctor, you know, doctors don't lie, dude. Well, it's because like I think a lot of times parents are like, "Oh my god, like my kid's off the walls." Yeah, and I like I want him to do better in school, but like I can't. Like, mm-hmm. Someone like give me a hand. Is that yeah. what happened with you? Yeah, and and like, dude, I got put on, I got put on Ritalin when I was six, dude. Yeah, I remember, and I remember being in like first grade, getting pulled out of class because I I had to take it like a couple times a day, or like you know, that's so, fucked up. Yeah, dude. So I remember getting pulled out of class and like taken to the nurse's office and like given this little pill. So like, from an early age, I was taught that there's like something wrong with me. I'm not normal, and I need a chemical solution. You know. But you were probably whipping out your homework. <laughs> you were probably like, no, I was fucking going crazy, yeah. <laughs> dude. I was fucking going crazy. All that shit did not make me a good student. Here's the thing, right? Like when I would show up and when I would actually go to class, I would not study and I would take tests and I would still fucking ace that shit. Unless it was math, dude. Fuck math. I agree. But like English, science, history, all that other shit, fine. Do you think taking meds for a long time has like had a permanent effect on your brain chemistry? Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Chem- it, it, a- any amount of like that high amount of like serotonin and, you know, all those other chemicals, dude, that are just like synthetic after years and years and years and years. Like, listen, dude, I was on I was on like Ritalin and all sorts of other medications. Concerta. Dude, stuff like that. all of that shit, bro. And like antidepressants, mood stabilizers, all this crazy shit from the age of like six to like 16, 17. That's a long ass time, dude. When your brain ain't developed, that's a long ass time, dude. And the thing is, dude, I read a study that your brain's still fully not developed until you're thirty now. Really? I thought it was twenty five. Thirty. I just saw it in BBC. Yeah. Exactly, dude. So it's like your brain's like literally like it's like a new chick, like out of an egg. Yeah. Yeah. So then why are we like feeding and that's like dude, and that right there is why I think we have this massive epidemic right with this generation specifically because from a young age like we were programmed 
that there is a chemical solution to an internal dilemma, right? And I always say that shit, dude, because it's true. Well, well, I think another thing that people don't get is it's like, yo, bro, boys growing up sometimes are rambunctious, man. Mm -hmm. That's just kids figuring it out. Mm -hmm. It's like, I get it. It's a lot for the teacher to handle. Maybe maybe we try to just make a shift and like, taking care of these energetic kids in a different way right or maybe they just don't learn the same way as the other kids yeah i feel you you know what the fuck dude so what why i asked you about chris heron is because he was like it's a blunt in a solo cup it's a blunt in a solo cup that's because that's how he's saying he got into heroin yeah and so no that's not how i got well it, uh, you okay i mean Elaborate. well that's that's how i st- you know that's how i started getting high but like the group of kids i came up with and like sk can fucking co-sign this the group of kids i came up with were fucking crazy they're just they were crazy crazy like crazy 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 people so like it was everywhere like anything any anything i wanted basically so like the way it started for me was like you know smoking weed and then like next thing you know like i'm i'm experimenting with like other shit and like pills and all that stuff percocet anything anything i could get my hands on right i was gonna say xanax like when we were like 16 17 started popularizing a little bit see i i can't fuck with benzos benzodiazepines yeah i don't know what that means what is a benzo it's like uh xanax clonopin ativan things like that i can't dude well anti-anxiety meds yeah yeah because i just black out foam at the mouth type no 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 like blackout like i mean like i'll i'll like you'll wake I, up and i remember i won't remember what i did for like two to three days yeah and that's like it sounds terrible not a good time dude i don't find that to be a good time whatsoever oh my god yeah dude and like there's also this thing like whenever i take them if i have like a bunch of them i'll forget that i take them so i'll just take more and be like i lost them where'd they go oh i'll just take more it was fucked dude but, like, that was never really my thing. Um, that was me with Adderall for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, because th- you prescribe it in, like, a 10-milligram tablet. So I would just take it. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I'd be like, yeah, I don't really feel this. So, like, I'll just do, like, a couple more. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I would just, like, keep going. And Dude, that's I, I'd be like, wait, holy shit, I'm 110 milligrams deep. Yeah, like, you're what deep. The, I'm a zombie. I haven't zombie. eaten in, like, five days. Like, I'm oh. just going. Yeah. I literally did. I did next year's homework. Yeah. Kill me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was years ahead. Clean the whole crib. Oh, yeah. Yep. Did some architecture, blueprints. Yep. We're, we're good to Start go, Start a bro. small business. Uh, yeah, we're here now, right? Boom. <laughs> All of a sudden, you have an LLC. Oh, five yeah. LLCs. Five-year business plan. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. So, you're, so you're doing... You're smoking at 12. You, you were drinking, too? Yeah. Smoking cigarettes. That's like that's early, but that's not like a ridiculously young age to start. Yeah, but then like I would just throw other shit into the mix too, um, like mushrooms and like acid and like whatever pills I could find in my mom's fucking drawers. Was it out of curiosity or was it like, fuck, I'm having a really unpleasant time in life right now? Well, a lot of it was like depression. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um. I did not, I like, I fucking hated myself growing up. Fucking hated myself, dude. Because, like, I always felt weird, you know? Like, I always felt weird as shit. Because I'm, 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 like, a, an eccentric dude, you yeah. know? And, like, I didn't really fully embrace that until adulthood. Like, this is who I am. I'm fucking weird. I wear cardigans and tie-dye. And, like, I love pink. And, and I'm a, a white boy rapper and singer. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't embrace that until, like, 
I realized it wasn't going away and this is who I am. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Okay. I think at our, like when you hit our age too, you kind of realize you're like, there are some things I just can't change about myself. Right. Right. Exactly. But like when I'm a kid, like, like growing up, like it wasn't cool to like be artsy and eccentric. Right. Especially in Peabody, I bet. Yeah. Like, dude, like you gotta, like, if you can't, if you can't fight, if you can't like play football or like you're good at basketball or like you're not, you know, if you're not like tall and like strong and athletic and fucking cool then you're just like a fucking loser you know what i mean and like i didn't like any of that shit i liked music i liked poetry i liked reading i liked movies and plays all that stuff you know and yeah i totally feel you like and i remember i used to um because i was like i i've always been like down for theater like i've always loved like entertaining to like any degree so like i remember specifically at Peabody high like i would um I would go and, like, try out for these plays that they do, and I'd land, like, major roles in them, like, leads. Like, and, like Hamlet? Yeah, stuff like that, that type like, of shit. Like, I know, like, what play? Oh, I don't remember, dude. I the, don't remember. The Music Man? Yeah, I don't even remember, bro. But, <laughs> shit poopy, shit poopy, shit poopy. <laughs> the girl who's hard to get. Get me on a track, dude. Wow. <laughs> Sultry. That's fantastic. But, like, I would land these lead roles, dude, and, like, um, then I just wouldn't come go back ever again because I'd be embarrassed, you know? Yeah. I felt that growing up, too, bro. I, I was like, yo, I'd love to do theater, bro. This would be so fun. Serious. Yeah. But, but like, wait. These kids are, like, I'll probably be, like, a, a weirdo if I do this. Yeah. But now all those kids are, like, mad fucking cool, dude. Those kids, like, those kids are like the most self-aware kids there are. Yeah, yeah, seriously. All like the theater kids and like the band kids, they're all like mad cool now. They have long-lasting friendships. Serious, serious. But um, but yeah, no, it was just like um, it all stemmed from like a lot of like sadness when I was a kid. That just, I did like, a lot of show. shit going on. Huh? Yeah, dude. Like growing up wasn't so easy for me, bro. You know, I just didn't have like an easy time. There was a lot of like family shit and like there was a lot of hurt. And little Justin, you know, so like I would bury it inside and like let it out with like writing because like I, I wrote like a lot of like poetry, like spoken word and like I let it out in that and then um, drugs. So at what and I again, you don't have to answer this if you don't want, but like when you were starting to dip into heroin, were you like, this is probably not a good idea? Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so nobody wakes up one day and they're like, yo, I'm going to do heroin, you know? it's It doesn't really roll out like that. What happened was, like, I had, like, um, dabbled in pills and painkillers, and I knew that I had a taste for them, right? I like think, Oxy? Um, no, so Oxys were not, like, sniffable when I was... Oh, you would snort the pills? Well, I mean, eventually, yeah, but, like, at the time, like, when I was a kid, that's, like, oxys were off the scene. Oxy-80s were gone, you know? Um, that was, like, more, like, back in the day a little bit more. But there was, like, perk-30s and stuff. But um, I think the first time I took, like, a painkiller, I was probably 14. I think it was a Vicodin. So were you just, like, a curious kid, though, too? Because I feel like there's a little bit of that mixed in, right? Like, do you want to test your consciousness a little bit? Or do you think it was always just out of angst? Um, it was a mixture of both, but, like, it, a lot of it, dude, was, like, just masking, bro. Like, 
just masking. Like I should be not... tough at fourteen, bro. Yeah, dude. Like that's like a lot of it stemmed from like just fucking sadness. And you're going through puberty, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. a dirt lip. You're like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah, seriously, seriously. <laughs> you dude. got a pimple on your your forehead. You're like, oh fuck. Yeah, exactly, dude. And it was like it was a matter of that, and it was a matter of like wanting to grow up so fast. You I know, feel you. I just wanted to be grown already and gone yeah exactly and like that was like my way to escape and dude honestly and like i say this all the time like 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 drugs saved my life you know drugs saved my life because i probably would have fucking killed myself like that's like where it was when i was a kid you know like that's how it got and like drugs saved my life because at the time they were a solution you know and it, it served its purpose you know i don't regret anything dude I wouldn't, because now your story's fire. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's just a matter of, like, I wouldn't regret a, f- a goddamn thing. Not one, dude. Not one. Even the darkest of dark, dude. Because I always knew that it would pan out to be something greater. You, always. You, like, even, like, at the the worst points, yeah. you're like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna make a comeback? Yeah. That's I would fire. tell myself, there would be this conflict within me. Because there would be the optimistic side, right? And I'd be like, yo, like... I'm going to make it out. Like, I'm going to get out of this. Uh, I always find a way, right? And then there will be the other side of me that's like, well, I'll, I might die like this. You know, it's there's a very good chance I might die like this, you know? So when you were actively, like, using, you, you still could rationally think like that? Mm-hmm. That's, like, mad interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still, like, rational thought, you know? There's still rational thought. Like, when you're getting high, like, you're you're not, like, completely shut off from the world, you know? And that is probably something that... A lot of people from the outside looking in don't know. Like, people are conscious of, like, how they look, how fucking shitty it is, and, like, they hate it, you know? Like, the like the, the people on Mass Ave and stuff. I was going to say Melania Cass and Mass Ave. Yeah, they're not turned off, dude. They know exactly what they're doing, and they know exactly how, the, how low they've gotten. Really? Yes. 100%. That's, like, very interesting. Yeah, to me, it doesn't a lot seem of, like it. It doesn't seem like they no. give a fuck. No, but they do. They do. You know what I mean? Like, is it, is it wicked sad for you to go over there, drive through there? It's like terrible, bro. It's sad, but it's it's a reminder that like I like was fucking one bad decision away from being there, and like I still am. You mm-hmm. know, I listen. I've been clean for almost six years, but like I could fuck my whole entire life up in twenty four hours. Give me twenty four hours. You know? How do you ma- how do you maintain it? Like, how do you? How do you like remain like totally straightforward? Oh, it's not even it's secondary, dude. I don't even think about it. Like don't? I don't even think of no, I don't think about getting high, dude. I haven't thought about getting high in years. It's not even a fucking thing, you know? Cause like I said, like it served its purpose when I was a kid and now it's like I would get nothing out of it, you know? I just wouldn't. I have too much shit going on. I don't have the luxury to even consider. So I just fucking do my own thing. Bro, being on stage and performing is better than any drug I've ever done in my whole life. And I've done them all. Yeah, are you are you a big thrill seeker? No. I hate roller coasters. I hate going fast. I prefer to be on the ground going at like a slow and steady pace. No way. Yeah, I fucking hate that, dude. But like but like I would love to like be on stage. Was that a five minute? It's all right, Holy no, no. Shit. No, no, we'll just keep going, it's fine. Who cares? Alright, let's get it, dude. I'm ready. How am I doing? Am I doing a good job? You're fucking killing it. This Thanks. You're great, doing a great job this is too, good bro. Stuff. So yeah, can you just kind of touch back on like the the first time you're like, all right, man, I'm gonna try heroin. Um, because 
to be honest, from my perspective, it's like growing up, isn't it sometimes like, all right, I know that heroin is like, this, this is a bad drug mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of the things. And you're like, a smart kid. Like, you must have been like, I, I know this is like. Yeah. Well, it was so. All right, so here's the thing, right? And like, this is this is fucked up. And a lot of people don't know about this kind of shit, right? So I'm glad that you asked. We were just talking about this the other night. Um, so what happened was like, and I'll, I'll start it back for like from the beginning. What I was saying was I was like dabbling. I knew I had a taste for painkillers, right? I already knew it. I got a surgery. I got kidney stones. I have chronic kidney stones, dude. It fucking sucks. Is that, is that Crohn's disease? No. Okay. No, you just fucking. Yeah, you just piss fucking glass shards, basically. It okay. sucks. Yep. Um, Sounds excruciating. Dude, it's terrible. It's terrible. So um, I had to get surgery for it, a couple different ones, like two, and they prescribed me Percocets. So prior I had dabbled and experimented, but like I had never taken them for like months at a time every day. And when I got prescribed them, I was taking them months at a time for every day. And I got a, a, a taste for them. You know, I'm like, I like the way this feels. This is an everyday thing. I want to feel like this every day. Um, they stop prescribing it to me. And what the brain does, the brain tricks you into thinking that you're still in fucking pain, dude. Because you're so dependent on those pills, it'll tell you that you're still in pain. And you'll feel the pain. It'll be phantom pain. Right? This is a real fucking thing, too. This is a real thing. I had an orthopedic surgeon on the show who's opioid sparing. He was talking about the same thing. He mm-hmm. doesn't prescribe any opioids to his no, patients. No, no, Because that's what happens, bro. And that's how, like, you see regular-ass dudes all of a sudden, they're strung the fuck out. Because their brain tricks them into thinking, okay, I'm in pain right now, and I need I need those painkillers. So one thing led to another, and I was getting them off the street. I was getting painkillers off the street. And then, of course, you find yourself in fucking sketchy places when you're, when you're doing drugs. drugs yeah. You know, always, dude. And, um, you know, another thing led to another thing. And, like, I'm in a trap house, and... Um, I couldn't get any painkillers, and there was heroin. So I fucking did heroin, and I knew right away because there was this girl in this trap house. She was probably in her 30s. She's clean now too, actually, but um, she's probably in her 30s, and she was so strung out. And I'm 17, dude, and I just do, I just do my first line of heroin, and she looks at me. She's like, yo, your life is never going to be the same again. You just ruined it. After you did it, yeah. And like, why can you tell me before, man? <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm I'm pretty sure it's it, obvious, you know yeah, what I'm saying? But like, but like, yeah, you don't like it. Just kind of fucking happens when you're in that world, dude. Things spiral out of control so quickly because you had like that. It's bigger than you, bro. The are, drugs are bigger than you, dude. Like always, always. So things are at. I mean, that you're looking in hindsight, but at the time, were you like? You probably didn't. You probably were like, "This won't be that big of a deal, right?" You're probably like, "All right, I'm gonna do the heroin, and then um, I'll find pills tomorrow." Yeah. Was that? Yeah. It? Yeah, it was one of those, and like, then one thing led to another, and I was fucking doing dope instead. It was cheaper. It was more accessible, and yeah, and then it just fucking went from there, dude. And it was like out of my control. You You're know, seventeen. Yeah. Damn, bro. And it was you lived like a triple life. Bro. Out of my control, dude. Seriously, bro. Seriously. <laughs> But, like, even before that, like, I was in and out of, like, treatment centers and, like, all that stuff as a kid. Like, the first time I went away, I think I was, like, 14, 15. Do you know it's, like, it's very admirable how transparent you talk about it? Yeah. Because some people are totally embarrassed about it. Just to you, bro. Thank you. For sure. I mean, dude, fuck that shit. Like, yo, if people want to, like, paint me as something, 
as as something in their head, fucking let them, you know? But there's plenty of people out here, especially now, like, it's 2019, bro. Like, there's plenty of people out here that struggle with mental health or love somebody that struggles with mental health and addiction. So it's like, dude, if, who, if I'm not going to talk about it, like, who the fuck else? It's not like I use it as a gimmick, you know? It's not mm-hmm. like you see me, like, reaching online, and it's not like I fucking make music, and it's just about that. If you listen to my album, it's kind of difficult to, like, gauge process the person that i really am like like in the story like yes i tell the story but it's very blanket i don't go into depth i don't go into like you know every single song like i'm a recovering addict you know yeah, I fuck like, with that though too fuck that shit dude like i make dope music but like i have a fucking story and if i'm asked about it i'll be very candid in speaking about it because i'm not ashamed do you, yeah i mean one crazy thing is though it like definitely helped boost everything long term right so the, the music's obviously hitting right but the backstories also help grow everything so here's the thing right and like this it's 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 amazing that i have this story and that it resonates so well with people but also fucking kills me sometimes because i feel as i feel like i'm a martyr at times you know what i'm saying i feel you like when I, so example like when boston globe did that huge piece on me dude my face is in the Boston Globe, right, with big fucking italics under it that say recovery, right? The, the, the type of pressure that that puts on me in my private life is, like, crippling. I feel you. Because it makes me feel like I can't struggle. And not struggle with, like, wanting to get high. I mean struggle, like, as a regular person. So, like, at the time that got put out, dude, like, my father was dying of cancer. I'm sorry. Man. Right? So, I couldn't i was uncomfortable going to my meetings and sharing about it because people knew me and knew my face and i didn't want to let them down and i didn't want to make them feel like they you know were getting clean to feel like shit yeah you were like a you were like a champion you felt and i fucking hated it dude yeah it sucked i mean i'm dude i'm like over the moon grateful for all the opportunities and for the chance to tell um people's story and my story and like represent you know, but at the same time, like I'm a regular dude with regular feelings, and like I just happen to have gone through some shit. Yeah, and, but you went through some serious shit, bro. Yeah, you didn't go through anything normal. I know, I know, I know, I know. And like, it's dude, like I said, man, it's a fucking beautiful thing. But like at the time, it was a lot. It was a lot, dude. So, question though, and this isn't, I I don't want this to come off as insensitive, but you do realize though, like with having a backstory like that music's so competitive it is a competitive advantage having like a really monumentous backstory and people now following you for the story right right and i realize that i definitely realize that however i feel like there's a really thin line between a cool story and a gimmick and i never want to fucking cross that line bro yeah i feel you You know you don't want to be like i'm this guy exactly i don't want to i don't want to pigeonhole myself first and foremost i don't want to come off as as this is it this is my sales pitch I don't want to. I, I like that you don't you don't oversell it in the music either. Yeah, because dude, you that t- you, I feel like I feel like there's a lot bro. of innuendo and you touch on it, but it's never like, this, yeah. my life is terrible. Exactly, exactly. Bro. I'm from the gutter. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, dude, I don't want the focus to be on that. Like the people that know know, but like I don't want him to. I don't want it to be like, this is Justin Clancy. Like, dude, 
like this is one thing that fucked me up. Like there was an article about me, right? So it was like broken down by like the the top albums of the year or whatever, which like is amazing. I'm so fucking grateful that like you know the color blue got all of that you know thumbs up reviews, all that stuff. But it would say you know so and so a soul singer, so and so R and B artist, Justin Clancy recovering heroin addict. That shit is like what the fuck, man? Holy I, shit! I honestly I feel you. You know after a while after a while it's like damn. I know, but are you just going to just keep rocking with it? Like, what can you really do about it? Exactly. Ex- I mean, it's already out there. Bro. And now and now we'll cut up a clip and say, dude, this is how I feel about this. Yeah. Send him a clip, Frank. That's my guy, Frank. Yeah. And it's like one of them things, man. It's, you know, is what it is. You put you put that energy out into the world, and the world's going to do with it as, as they wish. And, you know, you can either go with it and reciprocate it and continue along with that energy or fight against it. And I'm not the type to rock the boat, man. And if they want to roll with it, I'm more than grateful for, like, any opportunity, any love, any praise. You know, if they, if it resonates with them, if they have experience with it, if, it, if it's touched them in any way, shape, or form, I'm more than happy. I just, you know, I just like being transparent about the, the fact that, like, I am also a human. And, like, I am also just a regular dude. Like, when these mics come off, you know, and when I'm home, it's, it's I'm just a regular dude. You know what I'm saying? But, but you're not beating that Buffalo Satan. No, dude. <laughs> absolutely not. No, I ain't beating that shit. No, not at all. <laughs> that was a bad choice. Yeah, that fucked me up. But, like, yeah. so So, you totally, when you recover, is it like, yo, afterwards, dude, you can't smoke weed, you can't drink. Is that part of it? Um, recovery is different for everybody, you know, there's, um, well, I'm just like before you got here, you're like, yeah, I smoke cigs, but I don't do, smoke weed. Yeah. No, I smoke cigarettes, but I don't do anything else. I, it's, it, I haven't, I haven't put anything in my body other than like Tylenol in like almost six years, not weed, not booze, nothing. Do you, what's your diet like? You keep it clean or? I mean, it fluctuates. You, you dude. hit McDicks a little it, bit. You hit McDicks a little bit. It depends, dude. If I'm going through some shit, <laughs> you hit that McFlurry. Yo. Or but but you're not hitting that Kelly's roast beef though. Nah, I go to Londy's, bro. Yeah, what is Londy's? Everyone keeps talking about it. It's where the fucking beef is. It's where the beef is, man. Sound a little perverted. Yo, that's all good, man. <laughs> I am like perverted for Londy's and PB. That's where the fucking shout out to Londy's. Hell yeah. Shout Cut that check for Justin. Where you look. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> beef so so you go t- to the chris heron recovery right well so how long was it like when was it like what was your like worst point where you're like fuck this sucks Cause, i mean there were a couple different times dude there were a couple different times it got rough Probably when I went to jail, that fucking sucked. Jail sucked. I was 18, and, like, I was watching, like, all of my friends at the time were, like, moving on to college. And, like, here I am, like, 18, dope sick in Middleton. Like, yo, fuck this. And then um, probably, like, right before I got clean, dude, when I was shooting it. When when I was shooting it, and, like, I I wasn't using to get high anymore. I was using to, like, just feel normal, either that or, like, die. Whether. You know? And there were just, like, so many points where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, how did it get to this point, you know? How did how did I get here? 
because like i always had this dream dude like i always had the dream to make music and like perform and like you know even when i was strung out before it got really bad i was still putting music out i was still hitting the studio i was still doing shows no way dude ask sk bro you remember the the show i did at the honey pot in new hampshire when i had a pocket full of pills so you were still fully like active in music and getting yeah. How the fuck do you do it, bro? Those were my rapping days, bro. I was gonna say, bro, before uh, before your period of recovery, and now the music just went mm-hmm. done. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I'm just saying, you literally like sonically everything changed. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, but like early on, like when I first got clean, I was doing rapidy rap stuff. I you saw the, I saw this 2016 cipher. Yeah, I pulled a Nardwar before this. Interview. That's it, bro. You'll never find anything else. Oh, you I, didn't like I that? fucking deleted all that shit. Why, Fuck that dude? That's that's just an insecurity, though, bro. It's not an insecurity. I just I've it was like I had I did a whole rebrand once I found out I could sing. I did a whole rebrand. Oh, what was that moment like when you figured out you could sing? <gasps> I remember it specifically. So the first time I got up with Knox, right? Uh, like I was saying before, Knox Beats produces and mixes, masters, engineers all of my shit, right? Um, a duo, you two, just mm-hmm, basically, yeah. He's he's incredible. So like the first time I got up with him, we met before in 2012, and um, then we reconnected in 2016. I came to him with this fucking rapidy rap song about like um like a prostitute. Like the song was about a prostitute. It was about like human trafficking. It was fucking trash, right? Okay. You, so like you're doing that deep dive, dude. It was trash. You were on your vice tip. Yo, I wanted to be like a mixture of like Vinnie Paz with like fucking immortal technique with like, I don't know, dude. Cause like I ran with like the, the like term and Rex and all of them. Like I, I came up like around lyrical, the miracle. Yeah. Diabolical. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like I want my hair follicle. Ooh, chronicle, logical, dude, possible. Yo, you know, yo, you know, what my favorite toy is ever. What? It's a bionicle. <sighs> but like, dude, so like, I wanted to be that so bad, but like, that was never me, you know. So whatever, I record this record with Knox, and I'm like, do you like it? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, nah, this he's this like, isn't really that good. <laughs> so I'm like, well, yeah. fuck. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. Well, then you know what? I trust your opinion. Because Knox is a fucking genius, right? And I was like, dude, I trust your opinion. Let's book a day. I'm gonna come up, and we're just gonna we're just gonna do something together. So I get there, dude. And no word of a lie, the first time I ever sang to, we he produced TV dinner. I wrote, recorded, mixed it, mastered it all in like a seven hour period. The first day you sang, yeah. was the TV dinner. Yeah, yo, that's the G man. Are you are you godly? Yeah. That's a G-Man looking out, bro. Yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a God what? moment, bro. It was a God moment, bro. It was a God moment. Damn, that's that real full circle. it all happened, and that's how I work now. You know, I get in the studio. If I don't feel, like, a melody or a hook within the first five minutes of the beat, gone. You're, hit, you're hitting Londies. Gone. Yeah, gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm smoking a cigarette outside. Yeah, I'm gone, dude. You know, I don't fucking... I, I have to feel it right there. Well, that could also be because you're impulsive. That's a good observation. Yeah, I'm very impulsive. Me too. Yeah, that's it's, on it's, the money. That's dude. fire. That's on the money. Definitely. So, yeah, so you go through all this stuff. You go to recovery. The Chris Heron hookup, right? Chris mm-hmm. Heron dunk. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chris Heron. It wasn't for it wasn't for that long. I was only away for two weeks. You got sober in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I went to 
two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks tops. I went to detox and then I went to a program. Wait, so how long was the full thing? What do you mean? Like recovery. Recovery is like oh, an ongoing yeah, process. That's, that's what someone told me before this happened. Yeah, it's like uh, like yeah, don't fuck this up. You're never recovered. You're in recovery. I mean, you you're recovered from like a hopeless state of mind, body, and spirit, of course. But like recovery is like an ongoing process. Where did ego play into your recovery? Oi, that's a fucking great question, dude. And where does it? Where is it now? I try. I try and do my best to like keep my ego like under wraps because like I have the lowest self esteem, but the biggest ego. I feel you. You know what I mean? Like I hate myself, but like don't you know who I think I am? Yeah. Type deal. But um, it's a, it's a fine line. Navigate. Yeah, dude, it's a constant like balance, you know, because like once you once you here's the thing, once you eliminate like the drugs and once you eliminate everything that you were using to mask yourself, you're left with yourself and all of the shit that you had before, so that, all the shit you had when you were a kid, all of those feelings, they're still there. You know, that's why I was saying earlier, like the drugs were a solution, you know. So when I when I got clean, I was like had this just mess of emotions that I had to just manage. You know what I mean? And like music played, music played such a huge part in it, dude. Like, this shit saved my life for real. I mean, though, when you're recovering, and even now, when is it like I'm a fucking beast? I'm gonna get through this shit. Is that is that a feeling, or is it like no? I'm just gonna take my time. No, I'm just gonna take my time. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of just fucking chill, just take it by day, dude. You know. Hit Londies. Yeah. Exactly. Like, hey, Justin, welcome back, man. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. It's part of the, uh, the the North Shore Beefs Facebook group, you know. Oh, there's a North Shore Beef Facebook group. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a roast beef Facebook group. Oh, that's fire. Yeah, it's sick. Did you know there's a between like New York and Boston there are Facebook groups. It's called like New York versus Boston Beef, and they'll just like they'll just like every day people just be firing back and forth between each other, just like talking shit. But you know, fuck Boston, not fuck New York. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. We got to market some music in that page. Yo, yeah. Yo, you guys are pissed at each other, but yo, I just dropped this new single. That's a great idea. Okay, so back on a, a music tip. Um, yo, your visuals are dope. Thank you. Who do you do? Do you co-direct it? Yeah, I write the treatment. Oh, fire. Yeah, I write the treatments for it. Either that or like I work with a director and like. And so you always have an idea for it because I feel like most of it's like pretty socially conscious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I always have like some some sort of an idea of like what I want it to look like, or like what I want in it. So, um, while I'm like making the song, I'm thinking, what's gonna video. look like? Yeah, even if it's not a single, I just because that little dicky. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Little dicky's fucking crazy with mm-hmm. that, but Earth was not good. I didn't I didn't see it. I don't what was brain? Me. Wasn't brain one? You know who Little Dicky is? Oh my god, brain, dude. Jesus Christ. He's like, this is my brain talking to my brain. Yeah. Brain. Yeah, dude, it's weird. I don't know. But yeah, I try to have like um an idea of, of what I want it to look like aesthetically going into it and then just execute. Okay, so, but are you picking the crew or do you hire a camera crew type thing? Yeah, I mean, for a while, like I work with Project 2 um, and they do like all the tokens, all the joiners, all of them. But, um, they're, they're, oh, damn. Yeah. They're fucking huge now, though. I was going to say, bro, they make amazing. They did, I'm not racist. Yeah. Damn. They do really dope videos. They're incredible. Now it makes sense. Yeah. I've seen Token's videos, too, when he does, like, the freestyle one takes and stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. No, they're crazy. They're crazy. Project Two's crazy. But, um, yeah, obviously, it's like they got nominated for a Grammy, dude. It's like, cost a fucking bag. And 
I don't have a bag. So like, you will though. Yes. Yeah. That's kind very of... fucking soon. Like extremely soon. But um, have you? How have you navigated? I honestly, don't know. I'm sure you have some sort of job, right? No. Don't lie to me. No. You don't? No. Oh, that's fire. Yeah. You're full-time musician? Yeah. That's a blessing in the city. You know yeah, that, right? I know. I know. It sucks. It's hard as fuck, but I'm making it. I'm making my way. Well, so, damn, that's dope. So how are you fully entrepreneurial? Like, is it... How? Because I... You know Latrell James? Yeah. I asked him, too. He was like, he was like, bro, it's just like you really just got to... Grind, de- dude. Grind and develop a really dope network for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he hit the nail on the head. Shout out Latrell. Latrell is fucking amazing great dude smart yeah, dude. yeah very very smart dude but is, is that is that been it for you so you're also someone who's totally like exhausted or like built resources up yourself yeah that's that hustle that's i don't that white have hustle. i don't have a manager or no one you don't need it no well it's not that i don't need it i just up up to this point i haven't had any help so like everything that you've seen from the globe to the tv to the dig boston to the Spotify plays to everything has just been me, all organically. Have you ever thought about trying to get an investor or like someone? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go over to Seaport, walk over to the Seaport. Like, yeah, I know you guys yeah. got that bag on you. Yeah, I know you got a good you voice. You want to hear me sing? Yeah. Let's do it. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. That's stuff like that is in the works right now. So word. Yeah. So where do you, where do you want to take everything? Like, obviously, you want to become a bigger artist. Who doesn't? But, like, where would you, if, like, me and you were to have a conversation in one year. Actually, let's say 10 years, right? You're 34, bro. You got six kids. Whoa. <laughs> My th- pull-out game is way better than <laughs> that, bro. I'm, six? Listen, you got six kids. I'm 33. I don't even think I'm fertile enough to have I'm fully, six kids. I'm fully bald. You got your six kids. I'm like, hey, can I be- <laughs> He goes, I'm fully bald. <laughs> we're t- Shit. We're talking, right? This is elaborate. <laughs> Just doing your I'm thing. I'm ready. I'm listening. Sorry. Your, your body's ready. I gotta piss so fucking bad. I do too. We'll wrap it up. No, keep going. Rapid fire questions after this. But all right, I'm ready. So. So. Again, you and the six kids. Me, I'm, six kids, 34. You, Bob, 33. Ten years from now. I'm looking like a physical psycho. I'm looking like a beast. I'm running past the playground. You're right. The, you're you're running very efficiently, very fast, very well. Exactly. But you're with those six kids. I'm like, bro. How do you get all these kids? Okay. And you're like, bro, this is what happened these last 10 years. What happened? I mean, my 10-year plan? Well, where would you like to be? I just leave behind leave behind a legacy, man. Oh, come on with the Hollywood shit, bro. That's, how is that <laughs> Hollywood? No. No, 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 no. Here's the thing, my right? Impact. Here's the thing, right? If you want to talk about one year, within the next year, I'm going to have a platinum plaque. At least two. Nice. At least one or two on platinum a, plaques. A, your own song either my or own or something I wrote pr- for somebody. Fire. And it will it, in one year. Watch, we'll, we'll do a follow up in one year. Let's do it. Serious. One year. In one year, I will have a platinum record. Let's do it. Fucking guaranteed. Dope. At least one. I in the next it. ten years, though, here's 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 the thing, right? Like that's all I want to fucking do is I want to leave behind something tangible that will be there for when, when I'm gone. You probably already have, bro. I have, but I want to leave like a real fucking footprint. Nice. You know, I want to leave a, a real footprint. Where does Boston and Massachusetts play into that? Is it does it is it like, hey, I want to end up being this dude from Mass or from Boston, or is it like I just want to leave my own thing? Like, how important is the state? I mean, of course, like where I'm from is important. I have it tattooed on my neck. 
What say puberty? <laughs> or does it say mass? That's like that's like your head, bro. That's not your neck. I have a stated Massachusetts tattooed on my neck. And you got a rose. And I got a rose. Yeah. Like Beauty and the Beast. Ooh. And good. you got what is it on your fingers? Life, love. Uh, struggle forward. Damn. Yeah, man. Horrible tattoo decisions. <laughs> your boy. You know. <laughs> your boy. But fucking nah, dude. That's like what um. That's like what I really want. I want to leave behind a footprint. I want to leave behind something that my kids can have and that that they can revisit. You know. Your six kids, yeah. All six of them. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's ultimately what I want in the next ten years. I want to create a song that will, like, that will have people treat each other differently. I feel like something like that. Is that fucking corny? Because that's it's a little Hollywood. It's true. <laughs> what do you want me to say in the next ten years? Like, I, w- I want to be fucking balling, dude. I want a fucking G wagon and like all these nice things that I can't fucking take with me when I die. That would be fire in 10 years so to have that G-Wagon. It it would be fire to have a G-Wagon in 10 years. But, but that, like, that's not the main goal. But it's like, yeah, the, just tossing a G-Wagon. The MO there. is just, like, to have that and, like, create dope shit, dude. And, like, I just want to create every single day and be in a creative space and be with creative people, you know? Be happy. And have a six-pack. Nice. Yeah. Have a fucking six. six I'm almost pack. there. I'm getting close. Yeah, I, I believe in you. I got four. Thank you, bro. You got this, dude. Just one, one celery stick a week. That's it. You got and a little this. cup of water. Just rage, eat a couple almonds, dude. Oh, the almonds too much fat, bro. Just, just that celery stick. Just that celery stick. Okay, so I can tell you're getting antsy. You have to use the restroom. No, I'm ready, dude. I yeah, thought you, you were going to rapid fire. Oh, wait. I have a couple more questions in my, in my thing. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's make sure I hit everything. Um... Oh, yeah. So for each artist, I usually do like a little genius tip. You feel me? Like, to pick some lyrics. So this is what we'll end with. You said in the bottom line, Big Justin Hollywood said this. He said, if you're living just to exist, you're on borrowed time. Can you please elaborate what that means? Because it's far too poetic for my standards. They want to guess. So, like if this was on a quiz, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" I don't <laughs> so pretty much, like, um, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. Like, if you have no, like, if you have no fucking purpose in what you're doing, and there's nothing behind it, you know what I mean? And there's no like pure intentions, or there's like no main goal or like bigger picture to like the moves that you make or the actions or what you do in your life. Like, you're on borrowed time. Like, whose time? But whose time are you borrowing from? Like borrow time, like you, like you, you. There's no fucking point. Like borrow time is just kind of like a general thing. I, I've actually never heard that used. Really? So like borrow time means like you're just wasting time. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Okay, so if I had known that, I probably would have picked a different lyric because that's pretty self-explanatory. It's all good, man. I just try. It's my all hardest, good, bro. No, you're you're doing a great job. No, I'm just trying. It's okay. You're doing a fucking great job. Thanks, bro. You're doing a great job, dude. Have you ever thought you've gotten too poetic with some lyrics? Like, yeah, I feel like that's pop though. It's like you kind of have to make you have to blur the lines a little bit, right? Sometimes I'll say like lyrics that to me are like, "Yo, this is so fucking heavy," and like it goes over people's heads, like trying to peek outside the windows of my stained glass youth. Yeah, on TV dinner, people are like, "What?" I kind of get it now after you said it. Yeah, singing. 
that he runs the studio. What's up, bro? What up? What's up, Shoeback's parents? Yeah, yeah. So, you got anything on the way? Mm-hmm. All right, elaborate. We don't give too much away, but tell the kids. Are you flipping me off, bro? Oh shit, my bad, bro. Yeah, no, that's cool. I love you. I love you. Sorry. You're a great guy. All right, thank you. Okay, great. Um, yeah, I got like a whole, I got like a whole EP on deck. Dropping soon. We'll see. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm constantly like refining my crap. But right now, like I'm, I'm pushing IOU. Like I'm really pushing I just, that yeah, record. Yeah, I just watched the video. Dope. Thank you. I like really believe in that record, dude. So I'm just going to keep pushing it until people get sick of it. What's a push for you? Like linking with Spotify curators type thing and like just marketing your own content? Yeah, more so like marketing my own content, but also like using it to network and like meeting one person that knows another person that knows another person that knows another person and like some record label shit in between, you know? Mix that in. Yeah. Are you trying to secure that deal? Uh, yes. I was going to say, dope yeah. record deal. Yeah. Who would you Who would you want to land with? Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter who I land with. What matters most is like, do they have a team that could work with me? Or that I could work with that believe in me, believe in the vision, and if it looks right, you know? Yeah, but but growing up, it's not like, oh my god, I would really love a, a recording deal with Republic or like Columbia Records. No, because even, even growing up, I know that like pretty much all record labels act as a bank. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And the, they might give but you some marketing teams, strategy the, a little bit. The teams differentiate, but also it's like... One might have an amazing team, but it might not be the right fit for the music that I make, you know? So I'm just kind of, like, taking some meetings and, like, just seeing what's up, you know? Are you eager, though, ever? It's like, yo, they flash that bag in front of, front of you. It's like, oh, my God. They should offer me, like, two million bucks. That looks pretty dope right now. I can go get Londis anytime I want. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, like, it's hard to be patient, you know, especially when it's, like, finances and you're impulsive and i'm impulsive as fuck but like this is i'm in it for longevity you know if i wanted to just be a flash in the pan i would have done some super fucking gimmicky shit and would have like honed in on the fucking recovery thing you know i could easily i could easily one day rap in front of a microphone right just like this with no music video no nothing just put a beat on and rap about being a fucking heroin addict and go viral no problem bro no fucking problem dude but fuck that shit. Have you ever thought of like, what if you tried doing it tastefully? No. No. Because I want it to be genuine. I want it to be genuine for the people that know. You know, for the people that have been through it. Because I, I smell bullshit when I see it. I know plenty of fucking artists that are in recovery that like hone in on it and make it a gimmick, dude. And they're fucking trash. Fuck them. You know? Because that's somebody's life. That's somebody's life story that like more you're important. using. Yeah, I get it. You know? Well, hey, man, had a blast. Hell yeah. This is how we start and end these. Well, first, plug all your socials. Um, You can find me at Justin underscore Clancy everywhere. Damn. Justin, Justin Clancy official Facebook. So Facebook.com slash Justin Clancy official. And then Justin Clancy Snapchat. Maybe a little EP on the way. You guys doing okay over here? You're strizzy. I'm yeah. hot and I got a pee. Really? I'm pretty um, hot, too. I'm you hot? Straight. Anyone else hot? Sorry, the AC's going off. My bad. I'm strat. But hey, this is how we start and end the episodes. All right. You say hi. Hi. I'm I'm blank, and this is my golden hour. Directly after no break. Hi, I'm blank, and that was my golden hour. Okay. Do I say it into the camera? I would put your sauce on it. That's all I can tell you. Hi, 
I'm Justin Clancy, and this is my golden hour. Let's go to that one for the second part. Hi, I'm Justin Clancy, and that was my golden hour. That was, like, perfectly executed. Thanks. No, like, no one ever gets that right, bro. Really? Yeah, you're pretty brilliant, bro. <laughs> All right, you ready to hit it? Ready? Three. Ready, three, two, one.